Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there's so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there, and you're tired of the senseless and toxic diet culture noise. You're ready to tune into your body, feel empowered around food, and focus on your true health and well-being. Welcome to the Wellness Rebranded podcast. We're the healing trio of your health and wellness anti-diet dreams. I'm Tara, personal trainer. I'm Elizabeth, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. And I'm Maura, licensed clinical social worker. Together, we're pushing back on diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity to help you practice genuine health-promoting self-care. So grab your water bottle, forget the rules, and let's start rebranding your wellness journey. All right, so ladies, I wanted to talk a little bit about toxic positivity today. And when I say toxic positivity, I wonder what you guys think about. I think of being like happy and cheerful no matter what, even if the world is like burning down around you. Everything is fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of that meme of like the dog sitting at the table with the like house burning down. Yeah. He's like, this is fine. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I think of when I think of toxic positivity. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of no matter what's going on, just plaster a smile on your face and everything will be okay, or at least pretend that it's okay. Yeah, definitely. I'm remembering, Tara, you've talked about dealing with like panic before and they were like, oh, just relax. (laughs) Yes, that was super helpful. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that's like another part of toxic positivity, right? It's like, oh, just, you know, be better. Get over it. Don't worry. Be happy. Yeah, exactly. And it's really easy to see how these things can be unhelpful. It can feel incredibly invalidating. And it's not really much of a leap to go from these things, which are implying try harder, to it's your fault that you feel this way. It's not that far of a leap, right? Don't worry. Be happy means you're doing something wrong. So culture tells us that Any negative thought or emotion is problematic and should be fought off. And when we think about mental well-being, the message is often defined as feeling good and that we should be doing everything that we can to feel good. Mm -hmm. Is that the message you guys get? Like, if you're not feeling good, then you're doing something wrong? Yes. Yeah. I wonder if you guys see that, like, in your life, maybe at work or maybe in your personal life, if you guys have any examples of that. I think parenting is like a really good example of that. Of course, I'm like in the thick of it, right? So that's usually my go-to. Like having a toddler is really hard and everybody's like, oh, be grateful, be grateful. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm totally grateful. But also this is hard. Yeah. (laughs) Like I've had a concussion, a broken nose and like endless scratches and bruises. And my kid is too. Like this isn't fun for me. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Worth it, but hard. And a part of like being a parent. Yeah. Part of being human. I think particularly, too, because I had fertility problems. So I know a ton of people that have been down this journey. And, you know, we've all like cried and prayed and begged for this to happen. And then it finally does. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I feel guilty now that I'm not enjoying every single second of it. So you kind of put on this like smile and happy face and go, yay, I love being a mom. Yeah. (laughs) Even though it's difficult. Yeah. So this like message that you're getting that like you need to appreciate every moment yeah, because of how hard it was, especially because of how hard it was. Yep. It's actually like causing more pain in some ways. Yeah. It causes like more anxiety because you're supposed to be grateful. Yeah. When I think of toxic positivity, I think of sugar coating. Every, everything yeah. just sort of gets sugar coated. Right. Yeah. And that we're kind of not allowing that life is sometimes hard and it's sometimes painful and we feel uncomfortable talking about it or sharing it with people or that there's something wrong with us if we're having a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. And these examples that you guys are giving, it makes it pretty clear to see how harmful this messaging can be. 
And it can be really sneaky too. So this morning, I did a search on Instagram. I searched for mental well-being just to see what came up. And honestly, almost all of them on the surface look really helpful. And I'm sure you guys have seen some of the things that I came across. So actually, I took some pictures of some things. might be hard for you to see. So like one of them says, daily reminders. You will come out of this so much stronger. You deserve love and happiness and everything like everybody else. Do these look like familiar to you guys? I'm going to. Yeah. Yes. Today, I will not stress over things I cannot control. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll just not stress. <laughs> right? Yeah. But when you look at these, like, honestly, some of them, first of all, they're, like, aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Like, so, like, they're I already really feel cute. Good. And, like, not to mention, like, there have been points in my life where I am struggling and I'm scrolling through social media and I see this. And honestly, for a minute, it does feel helpful. Yeah. Like, I see this and I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? There are so many things I can't control. Today, I will not stress over things I can't control. Does actually feel good for a minute. And then they have, like, I found this one, too, which I think a lot of people really love this idea, right? Like, this one says, changing unhelpful thoughts to helpful thoughts. So there's some examples. This is too hard for me. A way to replace that is, this is new and I'm learning. These things feel, like, pretty good, Mm -hmm. right? Is this the kind of thing you guys have seen on social media? I know I see this I think I saw this exact thing yesterday. And I was like, oh, my gosh, how helpful. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so some I understand why some of that is toxic positivity, right? But isn't there a place for some of that? Yeah, I think in a lot of ways it can feel really good to see these, and it, it helps in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually curious. I'm glad that you asked that. I'm curious what your experience has been with these kind of strategies. Like if you were to think about times where you were trying to change your thoughts or you're struggling with something and you saw something that like is a totally different message— What has been your experience with this? Like, how helpful has it been for you guys? I'm trying to think of an example. I know a quote that I see all the time is, you can't change the wind, but you can redirect your sails, Mm -hmm. something like that. And I feel like I want that to be really helpful. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm just going to change what I'm doing, and then it'll send my boat in the right direction. But I don't think it actually is that helpful. Yeah. I don't think it works the way we think it should. Yeah. Or does it perhaps depend on the level of the problem or the difficulty you're experiencing it? If it's sort of something more minor, it may be easier to get behind some of these thoughts and it can be helpful. Like one that's popping up into my mind is the reframe of not people share about instead of saying, I have to try, I get to. Mm. And it does kind of change your perspective, right? Yeah. And, And sometimes it can be helpful if it's not that big of a deal, right? If mm-hmm. it's, I'll just give an example. Like for a couple of years, I didn't have to drive my daughter to school because my older kids did it. And now the older kids are off at college. And so the younger one needs a ride to school. And it's some morning like, oh, I kind of long for those days when I didn't have to drive to school, right? And it could be feel like a chore. But then I try to reframe it as no, but actually I get to spend this time with her. And I know how fleeting it is now, right? Because my others are off at college. So for yeah. something minor like that, mm-hmm. I think those reframes are actually helpful. Yeah. But if it was something much bigger, deeper, more troublesome, maybe mm-hmm. not. Yeah. How I view what is happening in those moments, like big or small, is that when you're having kind of this like recognition, it actually helps you take the story that your mind tells you a little less literally. And in this case, you're talking about values and things that you care about, and you're shifting your attention and your focus to the things that you care about in your life. And we don't necessarily have to get rid of that thought of, I have to do this thing, right? Like, I have to take my kids to school. Oh, like, what a chore. 
we don't have to get rid of that in order to shift our attention and our focus to the things that we care about. And while it's helpful sometimes, it often isn't helpful in the long run. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at with like the bigger things. It might help short term, but when we're trying over and over and over again to change the way we're thinking, we're then spending so much time trying to change the way we're thinking. And that by itself is exhausting where we can like just have those thoughts and notice those thoughts and just do the thing that we care about. I said that a little bit like it's simple and I know that it's not simple and it's not easy. (laughs) Yeah, that did sound very simple, but yeah, right. It's not easy. Yeah, it isn't. But tell us why it's so important. Well, first of all, I always share with my clients some of the things we work on are simple, but that doesn't mean they're easy. You're not currently doing them. Yeah. Right. So simple and easy are not really the same thing. But anyway, can you explain why it's so important to do this? So I think the importance really comes down to how it works for us and how it gets in the way. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a moment, but I kind of want to talk more about those messages, right? Like these things that look really nice, right? What they're saying is that negative thoughts and feelings should be changed. They say it really gently and really kindly, and it's also really well-intentioned, right? Plus, they're aesthetically pleasing. You know, I, I know I mentioned that before. Like, they're just kind of nice to look at. Yeah, they feel, they make you feel yeah. warm and fuzzy, sort of. Yeah, definitely. The thing is, these messages are kind of implying a couple of things. One, they're implying that our thoughts should be taken literally and that the stories our mind tells us about ourselves have control over us. So, you know, when we're looking at a message that says we need to reframe that this is too hard for me, that then implies to us that if my mind tells me this is too hard for me, then it's true. Then it really is too hard for me. Oh, I see what you're saying there. I missed so, that in the beginning. I think I did too. It's sort yeah. of the difference between I have a thought versus I am my thought. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So like just the fact that we're trying to reframe it then says that those thoughts mean they are true and we should take and them And they seriously. need to be. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So it implies that. And then it also implies that if these thoughts are negative, we need to replace them with more positive thoughts. And that, I don't know if you guys have tried this. I know I still try it every day of my (laughs) life. It's an ongoing process. But every time I try it, maybe it works. Maybe it works. And when it does, it does not work for me long term. Is that the same for you guys? Yes. 100%. Yeah. And sometimes it does help. And I think that reinforces our desire to continue to do it. But I have found that for me, it starts getting in the way, right? It's causing more of a struggle with those thoughts and not just the thoughts, the emotions that show up. If I'm having sadness, then I need to do something to get rid of it. I need to do something to not feel sad because if I feel sad, then something is wrong with me, which is totally not true. It's part of the human experience. I feel like what I see a lot with toxic positivity is that it shuts down the possibility of struggling at all. So if someone's really feeling like this thing is really hard for them or they're having a hard time with whatever, you know, all of a sudden the you got this, you can do it, come on, you know, like the cheerleader start type thing that happens just tells them like, okay, I don't really got it, but I'm just going to shut up and try to get it because that's what I should be doing. Yeah. You know, we're shooting all over ourselves again. So I think that's where I see it most often in my work is people feel like, okay, I'm going to try harder. Yeah. Which is not really helpful for anyone. And it doesn't allow room for the struggle. Right. It's part of the human experience. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm thinking of 
the fact that we just live and exist on this world, just like all these other animals and creatures live and exist on the world, and they face injury, illness, loss, death, like they face these same things that we do, but they don't struggle with it in the way we do. We have this unique thing about ourselves, and it's this mind that tells us stories, that makes sense of things, that takes our thoughts literally, that makes us then struggle with our experience rather than just having it. That was just an interesting thought. Yeah, because what you're saying is when we buy into this messaging, we start to see negative thoughts, emotions, sensations, experiences, all problems that we need to solve. Mm -hmm. And we are really great problem solvers. We want to figure out how to get rid of this thing, and then we get rid of it, right? Seems very easy, seems simple, seems logical. And problem solving works really, really well for our external world. You know, if you don't like the way your office is arranged, you problem solve, you rearrange it. Bada bing, bada boom. All done, easy, everything's fine. The thing is, it doesn't really work the same for our internal world. And in fact, when we start trying to problem solve how we're feeling emotionally, whatever sensation it is we're trying to fight, whatever emotion, thought, whatever it is, it often causes the thing that we're trying to get rid of to hang around a lot longer or even grow. And Elizabeth, I'm thinking that there's a lot of tie-in to your work and the work that you do with that very same concept. You know, when we are struggling with something, Mm -hmm. it actually winds up growing into something even bigger. Yeah, absolutely. I see this like literally in the gym. You struggle to pick up a weight and eventually your muscles get bigger and you can do it. It's like literally what happens in the weight room, which is kind of like the opposite of what we're talking about here. No, but that's perfect. Literally, like you have this thing you can't do, you struggle with it, and then eventually your body grows, changes, gets stronger, and then overcomes. Definitely. Honestly, I think that's a great example of why context is important and why it's important to look at what our experience tells us about the things we're doing, right? In this case, struggling what our experience tells us is that that struggle is helpful, right? And it gets me towards the thing I want. In the case of toxic positivity, not so much. <laughs> yeah. My experience tells me that when I struggle with the thoughts that show up, it gets me further away from the thing that I care about. First of all, I'm feeling more uncomfortable. I'm feeling more stressed out. I'm buying into the thoughts that I have even more. And maybe it's even causing me to do things differently. You know, if I'm buying into an idea that I'm too much for people, then I'm probably going to hide myself more. I'm not going to show up in the way I want to show up. So it's actually taking a toll. So looking at the workability of these things is really important. So I really love that example of the gym. Workability. That one's workable. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I definitely see it in my line of work as well. Sort of like if I believe that there's something wrong with my body the way that it is, and I'm buying into that narrative, it makes me feel worse about my body. It makes it harder for me to take care of my body, to actually eat and do all the things that I want to do to take care of it that would make me feel good. And so that's why I work so hard on helping people work on body acceptance, right? Because if you can accept your body as the one you have right now, then we just get to decide, well, what's important to you? How do you want to take care of this only one body that you have right here, right now in this moment of time without it being about, well, I'm going to eat to change my body mm-hmm. or I'm going to eat to meet a goal. It's more, how do you want to eat to support your health and well-being right now today? Yeah. yeah. So acceptance gets you to the solution. Yeah, absolutely. And this is acceptance for our emotions and our thoughts. Mm -hmm. I'm even thinking, I know in my journey with you, Elizabeth, like 
accepting my hunger, mm-hmm. right? Like accepting that I have hunger because I am a human, right? And that hunger is actually helpful. Yeah, it's your body doing its job. Yeah, it's sending me a message. Right, yeah. we need energy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need nutrients. Just like our thoughts and emotions are trying to send us messages, we don't necessarily need to take them literally. But, you know, we have sadness for reasons. We have pain for reasons. And this helps us get to a place of at least willingness to have the experience. Mm -hmm. I love that. So understanding or noticing the harms of toxic positivity is step one. Yeah, absolutely. So part of what we're trying to do is to rebrand wellness And part of that is changing this messaging that maybe we're being told to solve the wrong problems. So my goal in rebranding wellness is to help our listeners drop the struggle with trying to change their thoughts, their feelings, their sensations, whatever it is that's showing up, and instead change the way they relate to those experiences. So what I'd like for you guys and anyone who's listening is to just see if you can start to notice this messaging and check in with yourself to see how workable these messages are. Are they workable like Tara's example with her clients in the gym? Are they working to get you closer to what you want or are they working to get you a little bit further? Thanks for joining us for this episode of Wellness Rebranded. If you found this helpful, please take a moment to leave us a review and share it with your friends. If you'd like to learn more about me, Mora, you can find me at my website, moratunny.com. If you want to connect with Tara, find her on Instagram at Tara De Leon Fitness. To connect with Elizabeth, visit her at elizabethharrisnutrition.com. And while you're there, follow the link to join her health and healing with intuitive eating community on Facebook.